Welcome to the Ideal Investor Show. This is the podcast where we help you challenge your mindset and discover where you are. Tired of stories about other people's success? We can help you change your life, determine your time freedom point and join us on the journey to financial success. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ideal Investor Show. And uh, today I want to react to a question that was posted in the context of residential real estate investing. Somebody said, hey, I'm here in Illinois and I'm looking to buy a residential property. I think it was a duplex. And here are the numbers and she showed like what is what are the prices, what is the expected rent and all those kind of things. And the question was, is this a good enough deal to move forward on it. And when you look through all the data that uh, she actually put in her post, it was a deal that indicated if everything exactly happens as planned and no major repairs or anything like that, which you can never really plan for, so you just take the numbers as they are, then she would have had somewhere in the area of 200 to $250 a month in positive cash flow. And the investment was in the $200,000 area for duplex. And... In the conversation and in the discussion, all kinds of people gave really good feedback to say what to look for and what to consider to ultimately and hopefully end up with a good deal. And what I found when I did some research for that general location in Illinois was that the property that she was considering to buy had been owned by the seller for something like six or eight years. I don't remember exactly. I think it was six years. And what people sometimes forget when they look at the performance criteria to say, is something a good deal? Is it going to generate passive income like she was expecting to make these two $250 a month in passive income and then grow from there as rents increase? And when you see that uh, a property that you want to buy has been owned for quite a while, by the seller. You want to figure out which state is it, which jurisdiction is it, and then find out for that jurisdiction what are their tax rules for property tax. Why am I saying this? There are like probably 50 different sets of rules, if not more, on the state level for property tax. Like you know, Florida, for example, in Texas, they get the vast majority of their state income through property tax but they don't have income tax. So with that kind of situation, obviously property taxes are higher. Then other places like California, for example, they have a pretty significant property tax to start with when you buy something because they calculate their property tax based on the sales price. And they, are, on the other hand, have a nice law that says you cannot increase the property tax by more than 1.9% per year. Right. So if you had a property that somebody owned for a really long time and paid $200,000 for it, like let's say 20 years ago, and that same property is worth $600,000 now, as soon as somebody buys it for $600,000, you get a property tax bill based on those $600,000, which is obviously a huge increase from what it was before. But if you now hold it for 20 years, every year the maximum it can go up is 1.9%. Why is this relevant? We go back to our example about the 
lady that in the forums basically said, okay, is this a good deal in Illinois? When we looked at the situation in Illinois, they have a rule or laws that basically say the tax on how much a property should pay or how much the owner of a property should pay on property tax is assessed every two years. And sometimes there can be special circumstances, but normally every two years. So when you look at a property, and let's say in this example, the property had been owed by somebody for six years, then the property taxes that were on there were based on what that person, that seller, originally paid for the house, plus any kind of assessments in the last six years. What can easily happen is when you now buy the house, or in this case, this lady that posted the question, if it's a good deal, is buying the house. Obviously, she is buying it if she were to buy it for the market rate. And so that means the basis for the calculation of property tax is changing. And it's very possible that the current owner who had it for six years, let's say, is paying $1,500 in property tax per year, so something like $120 a month, and then it gets reassessed to be $2,500. And I'm not just making this up because I own a property in Illinois and the exact same thing happened. Why? Because they did the reassessment because of the COVID thing and so forth, three years instead of two-year rhythm. And in the last three years, that property value went up a lot. And so now they're assessing the property on the current property value. And that took it from $1,500 to $2,500. Now, when you look at that for this lady that was considering the purchase, at $2,500, it's basically $200 a month roundabout in property tax. And her calculation only gave her about $200 in money. Now, not all of it is basically taking away those $200, but she may only do or get $50 if everything runs perfectly after an adjustment to property taxes. So you really, my message for today is you want to take that into consideration. Find out where is the investment property? When was it last assessed? For what kind of value was it assessed? And what will most likely happen when you buy it for a higher value and the next assessment comes around? And if you're lucky, the last assessment was last year. So you have basically almost two years until you get the next assessment. But you need to be prepared that there is a significant chance, depending on where you buy and what the rules are, that you suddenly have more expensive because of an adjustment in property tax. So that's, I think, an important message. And that's just one little facet of all the things that we consider when we're building our passive income residential real estate portfolio. So if you want to discuss what you're doing, what uh, properties you have, or how you can actually get started with investing in real estate properties, then please go to idealinvestorshow.com and book a call so we can have a conversation, see how I can help you, or at least let's just discuss what things to consider if you want to get started and how far you are in the process. So with that being said, be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.